Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. We have a really exciting announcement today. We do, but you're not getting it yet. It's going to be at the end of the episode. Yep, so you can either skip ahead and see what it is, or actually listen all the way through and check it out at the end. Hang out with us. Hey, Courtney. Hi, Diana. So we are back for episode five, where we are going to be discussing weed and witchcraft. The altar is set. Our joints are about to be lit very soon, and here we are. I feel, I was just telling Diana that it feels like it's been spring break. Basically, it's almost summer vacation. That's what it feels like. We haven't recorded in over a month, and I was like, a yeah. lot has happened since then too. Uh, yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but how was your May? My May melted away. What May? <laughs> Who May? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. No, no need to apologize. <laughs> This is our weird, silly selves. I love it. I just missed part of that. <laughs> no, it's just gone. I mean, eclipse season started. All types of things going on. Do you want to tell us briefly about eclipse season? Because I'm going to be honest. I still don't know. Like, I know that it's <laughs> a fucked up time. And it's a time where, like, maybe you're going to text your ex back or whatever. Like, I know that the energy is intense. But I don't know specifically what it means. So I think more of the energy of like the texting your ex back and the um, the miscommunication stuff is from Mercury retrograde, which is also what's happening right now. We're recording during eclipse season and Mercury retrograde, with which both don't always correspond with the other. However, they are today. Does that mean we're year. fucked? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're never fucked. Yeah, I know. I guess. I know. I'm just. This just sounds like a lot of intense energy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think with eclipse season, it's more about just really staying focused and allowing yourself a season of receiving instead of working. Mm. And when you get into Mercury retrograde, Mercury corresponds with obviously the planet of Mercury, which is known for being the planet of communication, the planet of air, of thoughts. Um, and when it is in retrograde, it is going in the opposite direction of Earth, at least mm. in the pace that it's going, the way that it, um, oh, goodness, I wasn't expecting Circulates to talk about this the, right now. The orbit. The orbit, the yeah, planet, yeah, yeah. Because it's passing us but the orbit is reversed from our planet it looks as if it's going backwards yeah fascinating so it just it just interrupts the flow of communication in a way where things just don't click together in the same way and it can really catch you off guard and if you haven't been careful you haven't backed up certain things you're not being careful to file things it can get lost, it can blow up in your face, you know, just like kind of that kind of stuff where okay. it just doesn't click together at that time. Uh, and so things miss and, and start piling up. It's just that kind of energy where you just want to 
kind of leave out the big stuff during that time. Yeah. Unless it just is really opening up and making itself available to you and you're not forcing anything. Then I say, yes, of course, like move forward with your life. It isn't, doesn't have to be a total interruption. Right. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been hard for me to like understand some concepts because it's been hard to get away from like all the memes that like boil it down to being like basically oh, yeah. a joke. Like it's mercury and retrograde yeah. where it's like, well, obviously just because you are having bad communication, it doesn't mean that that is a thing, but it, right. mercury and retrograde clearly has its own basis in space and mm-hmm. like astrology is just fascinating. So yeah. Anyway we can get back to our topic at hand. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Weed and witchcraft during the retrograde. Wee! So, I believe it's your turn for the question. The icebreaker ice question? question? Well, with the... With weed and witchcraft, I think the depth of that is are like what is our relationship with weed and marijuana I'm personally trying to move away from saying marijuana we can get into that in a moment too Mm -hmm. um and then with witchcraft just like (laughs) what that even means uh how we came to identify as witches what that means for us and to us so yeah for sure but we're gonna start with this icebreaker are you ready I don't know if you're ready probably not definitely not (laughs) okay here it is okay okay so okay let me preface it this way (laughs) I've never I don't know all of a sudden I'm feeling self-conscious I'm like is this an icebreaker question you have to preface it isn't an icebreaker question it's just anything that's like a a fun easy tell me something about you that I may not know like to chill the room right yes chill me out (laughs) yeah chill it to break the ice between us because we yes because we have so much ice between us. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> to break the ice for the people listening that may not know yes. how warm we are with each other. <laughs> okay, well, yes. I'll just stop and go with the question now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is, will you tell me about your first experience you ever remember swimming? I want to know about that. Oh, gosh. Oh, what a question to ask me. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. Well, because say, I only remember parts of it. I will say too, like we are. I just said we just said we're like we're really warm together, and we do know each other, but we're still also very much getting to know each other. So yes. the, these are really fun questions for both of us, I think. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, because they they make us bring up things that we would not be discussing in our everyday conversation. It's so. a great way for us to get to know each other and for our audience to get to know us. This is Aww. exciting. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, Please. it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I was okay. three. <laughs> three? And Holy yes, shit. I was going to swimming lessons. Indoor, <clears throat> outdoor pool? Indoor. Okay. Indoor. Okay. And the way that it was set up, as far as I can remember, I don't remember a lot, but um, it was the pool, and then there was a second level arboretum. That the was this at the YMCA, the local YMCA. It was at the YMCA, but it wasn't here. It was in, um, gosh, it was either Vancouver, Washington, or Portland, Oregon, because I was living in Vancouver, Washington at that time. Oh, okay. When I was little, I see. But it was a Y. Okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> and they, so my mom and I believe her friend were up in the observation level while I was down 
in the pool with a little class and the instructor. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly everything because, I mean, I was only three. <laughs> but I remember thinking, this is easy. I've got this. Oh, wow. And I walked over to the deep end without anybody seeing me, and I jumped in. And your mom and aunt are watching the whole time? They were watching right that moment. Oh, my and God. And I remember being under the water and looking up and going, gosh, I hope somebody notices that I left, that they can come get me. Like, that's as far as I really went with it. Like, I wasn't super afraid or anything. But my mom glanced over, and she's like, why don't I see Diana with the group? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Where is Diana? And then she says she looked over, and she just saw, like, floating red hair at the bottom of the other end of the pool. So she started screaming for the instructor to see me because they just hadn't. And um, so, yeah, and then they ran over and they got me. But that oh my was God. my first experience with learning to swim. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I Okay, whoa. I have so many thoughts flooding my brain in this moment. So, first of all, I will say... I have, a, I have basically, like, more or less the same story, but different. Same, same, but different? Oh, <laughs> yes. I drew that card last month, and it's been haunting me, it, I, but in the best way. Okay, tell me your story. Well, I have some questions for you about oh, yours. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. First. Um, to the best of what I can remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> do you know, was your mom, like, what up with that swim instructor? Like, was your mom upset, or? I think, because we were all just really small, I think that the instructor was just overwhelmed and was focusing in on trying to help one. I mean, because they were still instructing the rest of my class, I just decided that I didn't need any more instruction. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I got this, no yeah, problem. Exactly. So I probably was just sneaky and just got up very quickly and, and walked over and just got in. And oh, right. So, looking in that so NBD, NBD. Yeah. And you went back and it was fine and... Yes, I believe so. I believe I right. kept going. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my mom was obviously upset, mm. but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we right. had a conversation after that of like, <laughs> like don't leave the class. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I, so I don't really remember this memory, actually. Um, I just, my mom has told it a lot, so that's why. But I was also like two or three. And my mom sat me up, stood me up on the side of the pool to jump into her, you know, mm -hmm. like you do when you learn to swim. And I guess I went and ran down to the deep end of the pool and just jumped in. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, yeah, I've been a, I'm a Pisces at heart what? through and through. And I was just like, I was like, no, nah, I know how to swim. I'm going to do this. And I jumped in and my mom said that I was just like, she jumped out to run down I don't know how this story works all of a sudden but the yeah. way she tells it is that she was that she was standing out of the pool looking down at me and I was like down like waved up at her is what she said that I just was like smiling and I was like completely unfazed and just like here I am and she like freaked out and jumped in and got yeah. me and that was my mom tells that as the story my the when I was learning to swim. I just ran down to the deep end and jumped in. And that is how I fucking do life, y'all. <laughs> that is holy shit, I didn't mean for that to turn into such a literal life uh right? metaphor, but holy fuck. Such a full moment. Yeah. The full. 
Like, oh, fool. Yeah, 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 I thought you yeah. said full, like no. full circle. The fool. I mean, yeah, but the full tarot card. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like jumping in out of curiosity of life. Oh my God. Wow. Ooh, that, ooh, that gave me some chills. And I mean, to be so young, because I know from a very <laughs> young age, I was actually very self trusting. I trusted myself more than the people around me. And I taught yeah. myself a lot of those things, including swimming. I felt that I actually learned it later in life when I th- took the time and taught myself. Arguably, I mean, not so arguably, I think we would probably agree that children are born extremely intuitive. But I also think that our ch- our childhood specifically, both individually, turned us towards ourselves in a way that... Um, well made us depend on ourselves and trust ourselves and in a completely different way that ultimately ended up harboring like people pleasing tendencies mm-hmm. and and thing perfectionism and things that like I can only trust myself I can only count on myself I have to do the best I have to show up um I don't know that I know people pleasing also is more like of an outward thing for me it kind of felt like both but um yeah I definitely had that in some ways in my life as well well, I think With that's what reason, yeah. that's what our damaged daughter's download was basically born out of, where yeah. all of these nasty tendencies <laughs> that we <laughs> seem to have harbored in our lives. Uh, yeah, these uh, these coping mechanisms, these self protections that we thought were were great for us, and and maybe they served their time, but we have learned better ways of coping since. <laughs> Yeah, and that not that great? You grow up and you learn, hey, I get to learn how to be an adult now that my parents actually didn't know how mm-hmm. to tell me how mm-hmm. to be an adult. But we're all doing this together. We're also sharing this because we're all doing this on some level. Right. We're all reteaching, reframing, relearning so much about both ourselves and the world around us and what better way to show that right. than to share these experiences. And I also do want to give a shout out and an acknowledgement to the amazing parents out there because I do know plenty of people who have amazing parents, mm. plenty of people who are slash were amazing parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not – and even in a decent home. Like, it's just like we, we have been living in a culture, a society for so long who hasn't known how to know themselves and how to support themselves that even if you were like – my family, like, growing up was great. Like, a lot of people still look back and realize that they don't know how to, like, emotionally communicate because, well, shit, the world at large doesn't really. Right. <laughs> right. Most of the people around them, even if they had some things figured out, they didn't have other very necessary things figured out either. Right. So, if, if we learned, we learned partially. Yeah. There's still so much to learn. And also going along with the understanding that we will be learning indefinitely. So what does that actually look like in our life? Do we have it actually set up where we can say what I knew about this either needs updating or relearning completely Mm. and being available for that? Ooh, what is that? Oh, I just thought of this the other night. It was like we are born with a program and it is up to us to like learn our own program and give it like upgrade the software and take Mm -hmm. care of it in that way I'm totally butchered I feel like I had this amazing metaphor that come to me the other day and but that was the gist of it (laughs) I mean I still think it's amazing for sure like just being able to consider that concept yeah 
that we're well, and the, that we're able to uh, like find, create, and update our own software now. Yeah, like that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I understand that we can do that. Right. Yeah, we can give ourselves permission to change those things at any time. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Right. Um, I had a friend visiting earlier this week that's in a very similar line of work as me, and she was saying that, I love this little quote from her, I shared this on my Instagram today actually, but it's, learning who you are and what you love is not what we're taught. Learning who you are and what we're taught, what we're, oh my gosh, what you love. Learning who you are and what you love. I just feel like I just have to reiterate that a couple times, because it's, yeah, it's like who you are and what you love. Learning who you are and what you love yes. is not what we're taught in this world. No. How the fuck? Like, that? that's yeah. a little stunner right there. It's like, yeah. how am I? What? Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know very well what it's like to actually not even be seen for who I was growing up. I, I was literally responded to out of an idea of who I was. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people may even be having that around them and those expectations to show up in that way and not even understand what's missing. Right. Or that that they're not seen. Yeah. And the, the expectations that are put on us that like, we don't, that there's so much, so much subconscious. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just lit a joint. Here we are. Well, you know me, I roll spliffs usually, and that is what we are smoking at this time. Yeah. Diana. Even me. Ran out of joints. <laughs> okay, but... It was um, a particularly long work day. <laughs> okay, so we're super excited. As you know, I recently, or may or may not know, I recently just quit my part-time job that I'd had for the last six months. It was it was a dream job. I was working at Lovers, a sexual wellness boutique, mostly here on the West Coast, a little bit in Texas, Tennessee, I think, as well, but it's a U.S.-based company. And I've wanted a job like that forever, but apparently... Retail isn't for me because I don't like being treated like a number and and not a human being. <laughs> well, that's a whole other episode, but who is retail for? Yeah, totally. Anyway, I'm so excited. We All of that just to say that we get longer co-working sessions now rather than a couple hours a week. And yes. my brain isn't half fried from stress and everything else. Praise be. Praise be. So, as we're lighting this joint, and we've come to the bottom of why you didn't have enough today, enough joints with you, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the first, like, our, our history and relationship with cannabis, and, because, yeah, one would, <laughs> yeah, want to talk about the first time we smoked weed? <laughs> if you want me to share that story, sure. <laughs> um... Why are all of my stories so interesting? Because <laughs> you are an interesting person. It's so funny. You want to hear the first time I smoked weed? I mean, I def- I know the story. I've heard it a couple times. <laughs> and yes, I think that... Every- well, maybe you're picking these stories because you know. <laughs> no. That's not, not true. You didn't know the swimming thing. I did not know the swimming thing. Because it's exactly like mine. So, I had had a little bit of weed... I had had no drugs or anything besides alcohol before I was 36. Yeah, because you grew up in I the was church very and then restrictive. You're in a marriage and no. And even as an adult, I do intuitively <clears throat> believe 
that until I came to a more balanced, healthy place in my life, which was not until then. Yeah. I had an intuitive feeling that if I, if I did, it would become a big part of my life. Mm. Yeah. In an unhealthy, unbalanced way. Right. I do remember we talked about that and I couldn't agree more for my own life. I mean, I started experimenting and doing things quite a bit younger at 19. Um, which for me was 12 years ago. And for you, your first mar- uh, cannabis experience was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I tried a little and I do tend to have a little bit of a, um, a tolerance for certain things. Um, pain meds, they have to use more in my system because it just, Oh, actually things like that. Yeah. Can I interject for a minute? Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. I took a toxicology test with my doctor last year, and he actually told me that I have the genes. He's like, you're probably the person at the party that usually has to take a little more than everyone else, huh? And I was like, probably. actually, I am. And it's it's actually like a, a, a pathway in the genes. So okay. maybe we have that in common, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> We're related. We are. I'm sure. Um, and so um, my partner, who is still my partner, um, because I felt that he was a safe person to have those experiences with. I I was letting him know, like, I didn't really feel like anything was affecting me that we had tried. And so he's like, gosh, wow, okay. Um, Okay, well, I'll just get a joint with, like, Golden Keef and oil. A Shatter J? Yeah. I think it was more than a Shatter J. Like, it was, like... Yeah, it's called, like, like a space... It and shit, yeah. Space... Not a space ball. I don't, that's not what that is, but. So anyway. Yes. <laughs> I go in on this thing. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I go, oh, I think my face feels weird. And like, that's the last thing I remembered saying. And suddenly I was getting up and walking circles around the couch. Oh yeah. And just, I mean, <laughs> I probably walked miles around that couch that night. But also... Like like in anxiety or comfort on a anxiety. journey? I, I really feel that there was some seriously deep walls that I had up that I... I um, that only came down through that first experience. Um, in that experience, I had no concept of time. I've never had cannabis affect me in this way since then, but I had no concept of time, like what was happening. I couldn't keep track of anything. My brain was going 100 miles an hour. And the time thing started stressing me out to such a point that I started um, hyperventilating. Oh. And I'm pretty sure I passed out. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, should I sleep? Should I sleep? And Austin's like, no, I don't think you should sleep. I think we should... You know, just keep walking together. He was there with me the whole time, walking in circles behind me around the couch the whole time. And where was your couch at this time? In the apartment in the Casa. Oh, thanks. Because I'm like, your couch is against the big wall. (laughs) Right, right, right. This was this is more central. Yes. Um, (laughs) And after I I passed out at least once, possibly twice. And. When I came back, he was like, actually, maybe you should sleep. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen someone respond this way, and I'm worried about you. And I was like, I was like, okay, no, I'll just keep walking. 
Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing today, you can access a free download that we created called the Damaged Daughters Download, Five Characteristics of a Damaged Daughter. Courtney, what does that even mean? Well, we realize that we have a lot in characteristics, I guess you will say, that we share. And we've decided to dissect them, to go deeper, to offer you a guide as your safe passage within your own self. And it has many different layers. We've kind of fused self-care and tarot. Those are our specialties. And it just takes you through some different energies. Does this sound like you? If so, now what? Try this self-care support tip. And if you want to go deeper, here is how. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you are new to either self-care or tarot, it really gives you a little preview of how these things work in succession, of how to understand yourself better and really develop a better relationship with yourself. So you can head over to either of our link in bio on Instagram where you can get the goods and find your flow. Now back to the show. I had several mental breakdowns. It's just really fascinating that for some reason you were meant to just walk that couch. Yes, yes. Walk yes. around that and couch. And then when it when I when something would come up and it needed to come out, I would sit and just weep. Oh. And talk about it. Oh my god, what an amazing like secretive low key processing experience. I had no idea it was coming. Of course not. No. The idea best processing experiences fucking happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. I so many things were released that night. Do you look back at it and think like that was awful or like it felt awful when it first happened? I mean, I felt incredibly vulnerable. I mean, Whoa. our relationship was still pretty new. Yeah, and like newly, newlyweds or not even married? No, no, oh, not, oh. no not at all. Um, oh, I see. Like newly dating. We were okay. still in the first year of dating. And we had a connection and we were very open and honest and communicated so many things. But to have that intense of situations to come up all in that night to the extent of how I felt vulnerable, it was so just felt I felt so raw and so seen and that was really hard to process for the next few days too but I, I absolutely believe that it was necessary and was medicine for me yeah oh my gosh how beautiful too for uh Austin to see you that vulnerable and to just fall in love with you <laughs> I love your love yes. story like I'm I love love and I love <laughs> love stories and I love yours <laughs> thank you you're welcome thank you I, I appreciate our story very much as well. Okay, but so how so how did you go from that to now, like, using, like, let, well, let's wait for the medicine part, because we both use it as medicine. We'll get to that. I want to share sure. my story, too. Yeah, but let's I, do that. But no, I'm, first of all, I'm curious, how, how the fuck, like, what was, were Stop you? Stop telling me what to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, were, weren't you, like, weed ne never again, or, like, what? I was... I, I eased back into it um, because I did feel once I had some time to acclimate the process that had just happened, Yes, I did feel so much release and so much relief. Like and in a good way? Yes. Okay. After, you know, just that's the yuck of everything that had come up, kind of had some time to subside. 
Yeah, that's amazing, though, that you were in a place then that you were able to realize, like, wow, that was actually probably really good for me. Yeah, well, I mean, I was already doing a lot of practice, self-practice and integration with other things. I could tell the difference in something that was a traumatic response and something that was actually a response that needed to happen out of trauma. And I really feel like a lot of trauma responses came up that night of something that I needed to feel safe to share. Mm. And because I did have a safe partner at that time, I didn't see it as a traumatic experience. It was actually being able to process in a place of safety. Yeah. And because I was able to see it that way without it being something where I felt alone and unseen and, and like a burden, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it allowed me to see the benefit of it. And I, I'm very much in a place of my life. Well, I'm just the type of person that's like, no, I, I, I know what feels good for me. I know the difference in what Mm -hmm. is told should be good for me and what actually feels like it aligns with my spirit and Mm -hmm. is good for me. And it takes time to get to that space for sure. It's an interesting feeling. It's a feeling within your body that you have to learn to cultivate and show up for. And yeah. Well, and probably having some of that initial start with being a child that did have to rely on themselves a lot too. I think it kind of, found a seed there and just grew over time and it doesn't mean that I'm so sure of everything whatsoever oh no of course not of course not I was just saying especially for like anybody else that might be listening and wondering like what how do you even get to that spot like I just want to make sure people realize that it's it's a part of the it's part of the practice it's part of the lifestyle it's a side effect that comes this awareness that grows when you learn how to show up for yourself and yes my first time was in high school. Was it? Oh, yeah. I The first time I drank alcohol, I was 19. But smoking, I think I was 17. It was the summer between junior year and senior year okay. of high school. And the very first time I smoked was at... Out of, I was over at some girl's house that was having a little party get together with my boyfriend at the time because this was someone that I dated for three years in high school, my first love. And sorry, I just got distracted for a second. Um, yeah, we were hanging out with him and his friends there at the house, and somebody offered it, and I was like, I think I want to try it. And he didn't want to because he, he had to drive, and I was like, that makes sense. But I want to try it. So I did. And I smoked it out of a pop can. (laughs) Classic. So classic. But I didn't feel anything the first time. And of course, you know, everyone's like, do you feel it? How are you feeling? What what are you feeling? And And I was just like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. But then the next time that I smoked that summer, like a couple months later or something, I tried it. It was at, I had a very, very special group of friends when I was a teenager and they were my, I call them my Cedro crew. They all went to Cedro Woolley High School or lived in Cedro Woolley area, most of them. And there was one girl whose parents were hippies and like lived out on this farm way outside off of Highway 20 and they, we were camping out in the field and we had a fire and 
somebody, you know, had some and everyone was drinking and smoking. And so I partook and it was just so fun. We just laughed. And I think nice. we had a paint fight and people ended up streaking. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. All of the good stuff. Cool. And it was, yeah, that was like just so joyous. And yeah, little moments like that. I remember, I remember so specifically thinking like, those people are so cool. And I want to make sure that I like hang out with them again. <laughs> nice yeah and so, so very different experiences extremely different, <laughs> different and, than and swimming at least and also interesting to think that like when we've met each other and we both smoke and we just smoking together and it's I I think I feel like we came to a spot where I was me I at least have assumed that you are you seem really comfortable and you're just smoking whenever you want one of my favorite stories and memories of you is when we were on that zoom call and you just lit up and I was like I I love that you just lit up right now and you're like I assume that the people I that like that I surround myself with can accept me for who I am and I was like that's so dope and here I am like feeling like I reel all the time in debates and just conversations and uh what is it like narratives with myself dialogue dialogue with myself of just going back and forth about how much I smoke smoking too much like needing to get my shit together you know yeah and I am so grateful I really do feel like I've broken that cycle which is so cool I was like one day I was I had smoked and I was in the kitchen and it was after I had gone like almost 90 days I think like completely sober and I had told a lot of people that I was going sober and it felt like really real. And then I I ended up smoking again Mm -hmm. and I was like in the kitchen and I was just like making dinner and I was berating myself in my head. And I just remember stopping and being like, Hey, like you're because I was going off about my parents and how irresponsible I am and how I'm just like my parents. And I was like, you're not like your parents. Like you're like, right. Like yeah. you and I was asking myself these questions. I was like, "You are responsible as fuck, even when you smoke, right? Like you have a job, you have a fucking business. Like mm-hmm. you pay your bills on time every month. Like, aren't these things true?" And I was just like, had to like sit there and kind of breathe and remind myself, "Yes." And I was like, "Put the training wheels on. Like you have the training wheels on right now. Like mm-hmm. you just did almost ninety days. That's fantastic." Like, it's, and you like, like, you just smoked a little bit, like, just enjoy this, like, you're fine, it's okay, and, like, honestly, I remember writing a sticky note that said training wheels, and I drew a, I I can't really draw very well, so it was, like, I drew, yeah, (laughs) it was a really silly little looking training wheels on a bike, and put it on my wall, and that was a really pivotal moment for me, and I, on the self-care creature podcast, I had two girls, um, Maddie and Paige who talk about smart recovery and which is kind of like that process it really is like allowing yourself to like you know it's not going cold turkey it's right. it's a it's a system that works without having to go cold turkey right definitely listen to that episode that's like a whole thing on its own and we go so in depth about it it's fascinating because those systems only work for a very small percent of the population right. and I personally had no idea of that because it's so mainstream to just like you know go to AA and or like whatever and just quit right so yeah actually finding a way to acclimate into a healthier perspective a healthier lifestyle there isn't much set up for that right 
it's either or, right? right. And this is so much of, you know. Healthy meaning, like, balance, the both and, the. Right. Yeah, right. the flow. The flow. The acceptance. It's not a flow. It's it's either you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. And you have yeah. to get back to right. You right. Know? It's not like, okay, how do I give myself grace? How do I give myself patience and understanding when nothing is set up to give me that? Right. Yeah. Do you think, did you struggle at all, like, in your journey over the past five years of smoking, or do you feel like you've had a pretty balanced relationship? I would say in the beginning I did struggle in that way of telling myself that I shouldn't need it. Mm, and The shoulds. Yeah. And when, in all honesty, I knew that I had been surviving in such a high-functioning, severe anxiety state for so long that my nervous system is shot, my, you know, there's so many different things that I need some extra support, some extra gentleness, and being able to have that as an aid in something that it helps me with is um, learning and studying. It helps with my ability to focus. Um, and it also helps with my relationships because it helps me be able to find a balance and to feel more calm within social anxiety and also family anxiety. Mm. Yeah. So I really feel that it's a medicine for me. Yeah. I think over the last year, maybe even less than that, perhaps six months or so, is where I've really started to realize how it is a medicine for me and it's been really challenging to dissect that away from how much recreational use there has been mm -hmm. and then of course I try to go super analytical and I'm like does it feel is it does it only feel like a medicine because I've recreationally used it so much that it's become my norm and that's how I feel you know like and ultimately the goal is sobriety for me I mm -hmm. You know, I take that back, actually. I find myself saying – I have this exact conversation with myself all the time, yeah. and, I, and I say that. I say that exact statement. That it's your goal. That, that it's my goal, and that's not necessarily true. I, do, I believe in my heart. I know that ultimately I'm headed down a path where I will smoke, like, very little, like, close to none. But occasionally I know that there will always be situations that come up and opportunities and just places and experiences I want to have that I am say yes. Yeah. That I know and – Again, it's like, yeah, living in that middle spot rather than having yeah. to be so hard, all or nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's very much the temperance card. Yeah. Temperance tarot card, where instead of taking things away to fit, we start adding more things to the scene, to the experience that we're having, so that we don't have to have only one or the other. We can add and we can make it more than just this or that, right or wrong. I don't think I have a ton of experience with the temperance card. It's, it's one of those cards that's kind of harder to wrap your head around until you really like get into the lesson of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know. I just feel like I need to see the page from the book, mm -hmm. Bakara's book that I use for this kind of stuff. Yes. I also want to say, since we're on this topic of like not all or nothing ways – that I worked with a practitioner, <clears throat> a shamanic practitioner named Jenny Dawn out of Seattle um, that my doctor had referred to me. And she 
was really helpful for talking about like being in relationship and helping me understand the way that we are really in relationship with everything and everyone and that includes relationship with like marijuana because I opened up to her how I I can't remember if I had like I think I did have a call with her after I had started smoking again and I was feeling really guilty about it um which is you know obviously an insanely vulnerable place to be and I really, she used this analogy of talking about a teeter-totter and how balance isn't, you know, you're not like trying to have one end of the teeter-totter down and or the other. You're really trying to have both ends off the ground. And in order for that to happen, it creates this balance, but the balance is constantly tipping from mm-hmm. side to side. Like it's a little bit each way, constantly in flow. Like that's just, yeah. and I... Yeah, I I love that metaphor. Yeah. And I think that's a very similar energy to what that temperance card lesson is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're getting towards the end of like time for this episode. So let's dive into before we forget like the we had mentioned at the beginning, so might as well say it, like the word marijuana perhaps. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to share why you're not did you agree when I said it? or I do feel that there is a stigma around that word, and I do tend to use the word cannabis when I'm speaking about it in a more modern way. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to take it out of that context where some people may still associate it with something that's just viewed as not medicine, I Ye- guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like as a drug. Right. Essentially. Right. And I think that's part of it. I read some article. I really don't remember the source, but it was just talking about how like marijuana is the word that was used to really like be in the media to and used as propaganda during like reefer madness and that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. And that it was pulled from like, I don't know if it was like, I believe it was like Mexico and Mexican culture something like that and then like kind of using it like against them and like making the like that type of that community out to be like stoners and or just like no Basically, good no good not sto- as well like just exactly and, and thank you several, <laughs> exactly yeah. that's exactly what I'm trying to get at several um cultures of of color yeah backgrounds of color yes, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly so it just it's respectful to not use that word. And then I wonder, does that mean that reefer is preferred, like, to not use either? Or is it... I feel like reefer has kind of been, like, re... <laughs> re it's just, I just think it's a silly Reframed. word. Reef, yeah. I don't tend to use it. I never use it. It's yeah. like, It would be, like, a silly thing. Right. Like, like, in a joking, ironic kind of reference kind of thing. Yeah. Or to sound like an old-timer, I guess. Nice. Which would mean that it would come directly from that time era, though. So that's, I don't know. Exactly. Those are the little things that are like... Nuances. Is it? Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's good to think about. Okay, are you ready to share the announcement? I so am ready now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it! Ah! Okay. Are we saying it on three? Yeah. Okay. Okay, ready? One. Yeah. Two. Three. Salt Salt and Shadow Shadow Sessions. Oh my god. Bling bling. <laughs> bling bling light light. <laughs> so we are combining forces and bringing you salt and shadow sessions. They will be 90 minute sessions both offered in person and online in the comfort of my home where I am already offering sessions and Diana comes and works 
co-works with me here all of the time. I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram. <laughs> yes. So we are creating a ritual of intention that puts you at the center of the magic using both tarot, self-care, and intuitive elemental channeling. Basically just combining our forces of what we already do and bringing it together as like a very intentional ritual that celebrates you. It is does include a tarot reading, grounding down, like Diana said, elemental channeling really, I think, captures what we both do working with spirit as witches. Mm -hmm. And we are just so excited to bring this to you. We are honored to guide you on a safe passage, celebrating the unique creature that you are. To find out more, all you have to do is head to our Instagrams and click the link in bio or just head over to our websites and see our offerings. We are reaching again, like I said, the end of our time, and I my computer just told me that we're running out of disk space. I really need to get on uh, arranging my hard drive so that I have more storage, but we haven't even gotten into witchcraft. I do feel like, and and by, with witchcraft, we just mean our identity. We want to go more into like being a witch, what that means to us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll save... Maybe we'll save some of it for our next episode. I think we should save it for our next episode, yeah. all of it, because we're almost at 45. Should I share this saying oh my as gosh. a little taste of what we will be discussing? Will you share the other one, too, or, and or? This one? No. The no. shorter one. This, this one. one. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have, I have a few sayings that have resonated with me that I have in my Book of Shadows written down, and so I'm going to read a few of those. Um, so I have witchcraft is ethics, science, and ancient spirituality in practice. I love that one. I love that so much. Yeah. Like it just, it ancient sums it all up. spirituality. Yeah, it does. It does. It sums it up greatly. All and right. Here's a closing. Did you want me to close with this? Yes. I want to say real fast because I want to close that out with the episode so just thank you for being here today thank you for listening reminder that you can find diana and i both on social media self-care creature safe passage tarot with the underscores and safe passage tarot.net yeah she's got her website up definitely check that out yes. let her know what you think it's her first website yes baby needs your feedback <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you yes please read this prayer for us okay as above, so below. To my higher self, I now surrender all control. As without, so within. Love will be my eternal mantra, my constant hymn. As the universe, so the soul. My heartbeat will match the beat of the universe, this being my lifetime goal. May my body become the true embodiment of my soul. This is my affirmation. This will be my greatest manifestation. So be it, and so it is. <laughs>